Hello, everyone. Welcome to Subscriptions for Authors podcast. This is our first episode, which is really cool to say, but I'm here with the amazing Amelia Rose. She's an author of steamy romance novels, and she makes over $100,000 a year through subscriptions with only 2,000 readers, which if you're kind of hearing that and being like, what? Like, that doesn't really make much sense. How does she do that? That's what we're talking about today. So we're, we're super thankful to have her. Full disclosure, I am great friends with Amelia. She's an amazing person and can't wait to dive into all the knowledge she has to share today. We're going to be talking about her origin story. Every great author has a great origin story. Then we're going to be chatting about where she sees her career going in the future because she's kind of at the forefront of this really interesting movement to subscriptions and a lot of authors are kind of buzzing about it. So why we're starting this podcast. We want to share the insights as we go along with you because spoiler alert, uh, Amelia won't be going anywhere. She's actually my co-host. We're just inter- one co-host is interviewing another co-host for the first episode. So hope you enjoy this. And then the ending, we're going to be diving into some of her ideas about how authors can utilize subscriptions, which can sound complicated, but I promise you these ideas are actually really simple to put in place and I think can really help authors make a full-time living from their business and give readers an awesome time. So really happy to get into it all. And Amelia just wants to say hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, in a hotel room at the moment, which I'll chat more about at the end of the podcast um, as we do a sport, you know, life update. So stick around to the end for that if you want to. But I just want to give a brief introduction. If it wasn't already obvious what Subscriptions for Authors is, what this podcast aims to do is it's a roughly weekly um, podcast where we interview top authors who are utilizing subscriptions or other interesting models that we think are pushing forward the future of fiction. And our whole goal is that we believe subscriptions bring together reader communities and enable authors to make a living and readers to be closer to their stories. So it's just a a great thing for the community. And we want to help more of you become full-time authors. And we want to help you, if you're already a full-time author, take control of your own platform and make more money from your community. So that's what we're exploring here. This is our first episode. So we're, we're going to see how this goes. And we want you in the comments or email us, reach out to us and let us know what we can do, what questions you have that we can talk about in these podcast episodes. And a great place to ask them as well is our subscriptions for authors, Facebook group. Just look it up on Facebook and you'll find it. It'll also be in the show notes. So with all of that said, um, Amelia, I wanted to start, like I said, with your origin story. And I want to ask you, what got you into writing? And I know you started writing on Wattpad. So what was that like? Because that's a platform that's kind of foreign to all of us authors, but some some authors are very familiar with. So give us the lowdown. Yeah, so I actually started reading on Wattpad, which is like this free um, website where a lot of um, authors can release content um, to like, I think it's like 90 million readers. I could be wrong. I think so. Um, so yeah, so I started writing uh, when I was in high school on there, um, as well as reading a lot of werewolf romance stories. Um, and then I stopped writing for a little bit in college, wanted just to take time off, um, do my own thing. And then I needed something that I really, really enjoyed again. So I started writing um, and one of my stories really kind of like took off on Wattpad. Um, and I think it hit like a few million reads. Oh. And yeah, it, it's really crazy. Um, I, I'm just like a college student at this time, like, whoa, this is a lot of reads. Um, and my husband, he actually kind of pushed me and he was like, 
maybe you should start like monetizing. And at that time I had like zero confidence in my writing and my business abilities. So I was like, no, we're not gonna do that. I'm just gonna release content for free. Let everyone um, just read, read whatever I write. Um, but eventually he convinced me to start a Patreon, um, which is the subscription platform where readers pay um, per month um, to access writing. And I started releasing, I think in like um, August of 2019. It like hit all of the, the, the romance tropes that people were really looking for on Wattpad. And it kind of just, my Patreon kind of exploded um, wow. to where I was making like, yeah, I think I, think I was making like six to 8,000 um, per month in like November of 2019. And I like officially, made the decision to like not go to grad school and to uh, pursue writing full time. So that's sort of my like how I got into subscriptions. That is that is a wild ride. That really yeah. is. And I it's crazy to happen that fast and what perfect time. You didn't ever have to, you know, get a real day job like so many of them. <laughs> I know it was like perfect timing. And when I told my family they were like Obviously, they were super supportive, but like writing is such such. Um, it's not like a lot of people see it as not stable as like an income, um, just because like normal when when you're like publishing through Kindle, you always have to like advertise your books and spend loads of money um, trying to get more and more readers to pick up your book. Um, but Patreon is really cool or like subscriptions in general are really cool because it's a monthly income and it's a lot more stable. Um, so for me at least, it was, I was more confident going into this as a full-time career because I had that monthly, monthly revenue coming in. Yeah. Nothing beats that. It's like the closest thing you can get to a paycheck. If only we had health insurance and a 401k with that, but that's all right. That's you're covering a lot, most of the bases with just that paycheck there. And you make that transition from Wattpad to Patreon kind of sound obvious, like, oh yeah, I'll just, you know, that's the next step in monetizing my work, going to subscriptions. But I really want to dive into that because for me and a lot of other authors, that's not the first thing we maybe necessarily think about. One author that comes to mind to me is Ashley Poston. She wrote a book called Geekerella, blew up on Wattpad. She got picked up by traditional publishers and has made a lot of money doing that. And that's a great thing for her. A lot of other authors have pivoted to just what I'll call more uh, self-publishing uh, 1.0. And not, not saying that's bad, but people just publishing on Amazon and putting their books up there and being able to direct their readers there. So why did you choose a subscription model because that to me to make the jump from like for free to like pay me monthly it's a really big jump yeah um so actually my husband basically pushed me to do subscriptions like in the very beginning i didn't even know what patreon was or like i didn't get the whole subscription thing in the beginning um just because it is so new and that's not what you see and this was like two three years ago when like authors weren't doing this at all um and so it was definitely different but for me it made sense because i released my rough drafts on wattpad and on patreon mm. um and i don't have I, I didn't at the time i didn't have the funds to have somebody edit the whole book 
and like create like a, a cover for it so I could put it up on Amazon. I was like doing everything myself. Uh, and Patreon was like the way where I can still give my rough drafts out, just give them kind of like my readers early access to them. So you were almost in a way still thinking about, well, eventually my books are going to have to make it onto Amazon, but I can't just take that jump because I need some money and I don't have that. So, you know, Patreon um, kind of is a place where you can do that and kind of accept quote unquote donations from your fans. But in reality, these aren't donations. So I want you to be really clear, like what, why would someone go and subscribe to an author? How did you convince your readers to join you on this platform, Patreon and read from you there? Cause that, that too seems like something that's very difficult. Yeah. So it, it is very difficult, especially in the beginning. Um, but what my readers get on Patreon or my subscription platform is they're going to get early access to all of my content that's eventually going to be free. So I might write like, I might release chapter one on Wattpad for free, um, but on Patreon of the same story, I might be up to chapter five. Mm. Um, and so people on my Patreon are going to get early access to four chapters. And then every, every week wow. that, that's kind of going to grow. So, yeah. Um, that basically changes yeah. it. That changes the whole mindset of being an author in a way because it's not about anymore how do I convince a reader to pay me to read my book? It's very difficult, you know, got to get that description looking perfect, a cover right on trope for the genre, all these things that can be very difficult. It's just once someone reads my book, how can I convince them that they need more of it and need it now? And are they willing to pay a premium for that? Which means you have to be really good at writing, but it also reduces friction, I would think, at the surface to doing that. That's why you got so many of those millions of views on Patreon. So have you seen, once people come to your subscription platform, my first question would be like, I, I can get it. Like They want those next few chapters in your book. They're willing to sign up for a month you know, and, and pay... What is your fee for a month right now? So I have a $3 tier, a $5 tier, and a $10. So it's not 99 cents. You're, you are forking over an amount of money that you could buy a whole other book with that. But they really want the next chapters. So I, I understand that. But what happens after that, after a couple of months? Are your readers staying with you? You've been doing it for three years. Do you think that you're having a high churn rate or are people really sticking with you? And, and if so, why? Um, I think people are really sticking with me. I provide my Patreon supporters a lot of content and a lot of it's exclusive for like a limited amount of time just to them. Um, and, and the reason I do this is because like I want to reward my followers on Patreon just because like they're staying with me monthly. Like they're, they're paying me monthly to give them content. Um, and yeah. So that's kind of, it's incredible just to like see the support and, and like the constant comments and like the community building on Patreon um, and just see like readers enjoy my stories there. Yeah, that's really cool. And I guess for people who aren't familiar with Patreon, because uh, commenting in a book kind of sounds like an Amazon review, but Patreon 
and correct me if I'm wrong, it makes it a little bit easier at least to interact with the author a yeah. little bit? Yes. There's like a like a board people can write on um, as well as after every post, they can comment on that specific post. Okay. So, and they can message you directly as well. So that's really cool. Oh, yeah. That, that, that is a lot going on. And that, that kind of segues into a question about throughout these years of posting on on Patreon and providing to your community, is it just early chapters or are you giving them updates in your writing? Do you treat it kind of like an exclusive newsletter too? What other things are you doing besides early chapters? Because at the surface, early chapters kind of sounds really nice to me, really easy. Like, is this all I have to do? So what's the catch? Um, so most of it is early chapters, um, but I'm also kind of expanding out now that I, I'm able to into different forms of storytelling as well as like artwork. Um, I'm currently working on a graphic novel of one of my stories oh. that's going to be coming out on Patreon too, as well as audio shorts um, and audio books. Um, but yeah, what I early access really helped me grow very quickly. Um, but now that I'm at this point, um, for me, the next step is just like branching out as far as I can go um, and developing my stories and adapting my stories into different forms for my audience. And and with that, does that tie into how you're continuing to bring new people in? to your subscriptions, because you said you reached six or $8,000 really quickly. And I'd actually like to maybe go back to, and zoom into that timeline. What was next for you? Like when, what moment did you really realize, like, is it going to become real? Like, is was it that moment or did it take a little bit of time to really sink in it? And then with that, what, what was it? Were you just okay with that? Or did you want to keep growing it? Did you eventually get to publishing on Amazon? What was that next step for you after that initial success? So at that moment when I reached like, I think it was six, six to 8,000 per month. Um, I definitely wanted to grow. Like I, I didn't want to stop. I thought it was super cool. And I come from like a low income background. So having like that much money come in per month was crazy just to like, just to see yeah. the number. Um, so I, I definitely, I think it was in November of 2019, I posted or published my first book officially on Amazon. Um, and since then I've been publishing like two or three a year. I think this year I'm, I'm publishing like eight. <laughs> so um, I just have like a huge backlog of books that I haven't um, published wow. yet. So yeah. Um, but from there, my next step after publishing on Amazon was getting into audiobooks. I thought, that was really cool. And that's definitely some extra income per month that really helps out. Yeah, that's great. And if you don't mind me asking, uh, you don't have to give exact numbers, but what would the split look like for you? So you have, you know, this, we'll say, and then was the, you know, one of the things we use in the podcast, six figure chunk a year coming in from subscriptions, um, which is great. And what would be the split? Is that majority of your income? Is that just a portion of it? And what are those other streams for you? Yeah, um, so I actually did did a pie chart for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, right now, for this year only, um, subscriptions are 45% of my income. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's almost half. Like for, for the past two years, it's been probably like 70% of my income. Um, so this is the first year it dipped below 50, which is crazy, but it, it means like I'm growing other places. Uh -huh. um, I would say Amazon is probably like 35 to 40%. And then Radish is another huge, huge player, especially in romance. And that's prop that makes up probably like uh, 20. I, I don't know where we are at numbers right now. Um, but yeah, it's, um, those are my three biggest um, income places I get income from right now. Yeah, that's, that's great. And that's surprisingly diversified because for most authors, uh, um, and no, no shot at anyone because, uh, I've had my books in Kindle Limited. I'm getting ready to probably put them back in. Uh, but you have two income streams, eBooks and then Kindle Limited page reads, which all come from one place. So that is quite interesting. And with what you're saying about giving early access, um, I, I want to ask, make sure and mainly clarification for the audience, because I, I have been to your Amazon page, but are your books wide or are they in cater? They're, They're all wide. wide. What I'm the early access thing could definitely, I think, work for people in KU. Yeah. And I, I think in the future, as we do this podcast, you'll you'll see my story, um, uh, which uh, not not related to, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the Destiny's story. We'll, we'll see how that progresses with it and if I can learn from you. So that'll be really cool. But with Amazon and with Patreon and then with radish you now are talking about three platforms and they all do certain things for authors they all don't do certain things for authors people have their problems with them people worship them all of the sorts of things when it comes to you and where you see yourself going you your income's now starting to become more diversified and when you see your future as an author and how you're expanding where do you think you're going and what platforms do you think you'll be spending most of your time on? And also something that's been buzzing around a lot lately, something that is definitely worthwhile for authors thinking about is um, how are you thinking about creating your own platform? It's like a dual question. What platforms are you going to be spending time on and how are you thinking about creating your own platform? Yeah. Um, so personally, uh, Amazon scares me a lot. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm trying to, trying to diversify as much as possible. Um, you just, I, I hear like horror stories all the time that just Amazon accounts just get shut down for no reason at all. And that's really scary if you like depend, like if like a huge chunk of your income comes from yeah. Amazon. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm tr like I said before, I'm creating a, a graphic novel. So hopefully like webtoons will become like a, a bigger or a big chunk in uh, my income. Um, but subscriptions for me are what I'm focusing on. We're on the cusp of creating a, a, a platform for fiction authors, are for subscriptions. So subscriptions for fiction authors. That's awesome. So I guess to clarify, you think a lot of your income in the future will continue to come from subscriptions and that as you continue finding new fans and diversifying your income streams, that's really more like a top of funnel. And as they trickle down, that bottom of the funnel is still going to be subscriptions and where most of your revenue is coming from. Not to get too business me on everyone, yes. but um, no, I think that's a helpful <laughs> way of thinking about it. 
And then um, this, it feels funny asking questions about this because um, uh, disclaimer, I'm also involved in working on said platform for fiction authors with Amelia, but um, maybe just tell us in short um, what problems and also what good things you face as an author with subscriptions in the current landscape. And we'll just say by the current landscape, Patreon's the name we think of a lot. Um, but also, you know, these things aren't exclusive to just Patreon. And then maybe with that, why you found it in your best interest to try and create a place that is, you know, owned and led by fiction authors. Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is being a romance author, um, a lot of times we get censored, um, especially dark romance authors and more taboo romance authors. And it really, really sucks. Like there, I feel like there is not a place for us to go. Um, and we always have to like, we have to write specific things in order to not, not be taken down in certain places. Um, so that's like a big problem that I feel like romance authors just in general or authors in general have to face all the time. Um, especially it happens on Patreon too, because I had one of my stories taken down by Patreon. Um, yeah, they forced me to remove it. Uh, I want to say like a year ago now and I was bummed, but yeah, so that's a huge problem. Um, that romance authors are facing. Um, one problem I had with Patreon, or I still have with Patreon, is they don't have an e-reader at all. So it's like, I upload chapter by chapter. So I'm uploading like chapter one into one post, submitting it or scheduling it. Then chapter two, I copy and paste it all and, and just like upload it. Um, and then readers have to actually go through all my posts like it's a blog and find chapter one of this story and chapter two of this story. And it really sucks. It's terrible. Um, so hopefully on this, on this new platform that we're building, these problems will be solved and we will be way, way, way less restrictive with the content that can be put out by romance authors or by fiction authors in general. If you want to, if you, if you write, something like very gory or violent, that's fine. Um, and definitely solving like the e-reader problem with Patreon, as well as really, really building a, a community um, and a fan club uh, for, for fiction, because Patreon sort of kind of does that, but it doesn't enable like a lot more immersively while they're reading having like comments in line or interacting with other readers or reacting with like emojis to like certain comments that somebody says within a story. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're creating something that's going to be like the future of fiction and the future of fan clubs for fiction authors. That, um, oh, I'm, I'm very biased, but that sounds uh, very, very cool. And uh, <laughs> when I met Amelia, not too long ago. Well, actually, now I guess at this point we're going on a couple months. But um, when we met, she was building a website um, with who is now our chief technical officer, um, Sean Patnode, for our project. So he's engineering a lot of what you're hearing right now. And it was just like a personal website that was kind of being built um, just for you. And when we met, it just kind of sparked to both of us like, you know, that's really cool. But 
we think a lot of other authors can benefit from that, which um, is also why we're creating this podcast, because wherever you want to run your subscription business, however you want to interact with your community, um, you know, whatever platforms you want to use to interface with it, um, we think there's a lot of opportunity in it, and we also want to build a place that you could potentially use as, as your home for that. And um, of course, we're also hoping to bring you new fans in that and experiment with ways of discovery, which we will kind of get into that yeah. now. More specifically, when you're talking about tears and rewarding people, that is somewhat intimidating to me because when I've always thought about my fiction books, the biggest like concern I've had is like for my first in series, like should my book be free if it's wise? Should it be ninety nine cents kilometer? Kind of should it be like two nine or three ninety nine? And the rest of my books I series are usually four ninety nine. Maybe they could be five ninety nine, depending on maybe if you're thriller or you know, you, there's different pricing strategies, but it's kind of like then standard for the rest of the books in the series. And then you just run ads to the first book and you kind of call it a day and then you release a new product line and you're probably already setting some pricing expectations with your readers. So that's you know, you're kind of you're kind of there, but you can still change your price and I can still run price promotions and that's okay. But with the subscription, it's like, oh, you're kind of locked in. Like you could change your price, but that could also piss people off because you know what? I've been paying $3 for this for the last year and you're saying they can come in at two. Why? Um, so you can see how like it's a bit more sensitive to pricing and how that's a little bit more difficult. So how did you navigate, you know, picking your own prices and when thinking about you have a $3, $5, $10 tier, I want you to walk us through like what do readers get for subscribing at those different tiers and what are some ideas slash rewards that, you know, writers can give their readers to incentivize them to ideally go up to higher tiers that sound, I mean, $10 a month sounds better than $3 a month, but. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll do a breakdown of what I have right now. Um, my $3 a month, everyone on my Patreon pretty much gets all the content that I've ever written, um, except a few stories. And I'm currently updating, like, I want to say two stories a week on my Patreon, as well as giving them weekly short stories. And when I say short, I mean like 1,000 words. Okay. Um, they get like short yeah, short bites of, sto uh, of stories that could be much longer. Um, and they get one of those every single week. Tier two, which is $5, they get everything from tier one, as well as one extra story that I update every week and audiobooks. And then tier three, we have everything from tier one and tier two, as well as one more exclusive story to tier, tier three. Um, and I want to say like the people who are on my subscription platform, they're my biggest fans. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them are like supporting monthly at $3 a month. But if you, if you look at that over a whole year, that's a lot more than them just like buying a couple yeah. of my books, um, which is really cool. And, and what's also cool is a lot of people who are at the low tier or even like the mid or high tier, they'll pre-order my eBooks on Amazon or like they'll, they'll buy the paperbacks and hardbacks. So, um, it's not just what they get on Patreon. It's like so much more. Um, but I 
Well, one piece of advice I would give um, is not to set your tiers too low. When I first started, I started under my real name, uh, which is Destiny Dias, um, and I had a Patreon where I had a $1 tier, and I was giving people so much content for $1 a month, and it, it didn't really work out well for me. And so when I started my Amelia Rose Patreon, I set, I set the lowest tier at $3, and not only did like the page, like the Patreon page explode and like so many readers like flock to it, but it was much more manageable for me. Yeah. Um, and I was still releasing like a lot of content, but I, I could do it with how much income I was making. Um, and it didn't really burn me. That's out. fascinating. So yeah, so definitely don't price yourself too low. A lot of people that I've seen so far, cause I do a lot of research on subscriptions and people running them right now. The lowest tier people, or the average tier that authors have right now is $5. Starting out, like the lowest tier. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. And, you know, I think that we'll see how that evolves over time. When I think about it for myself, it's it actually is hard to know. So I encourage people, if you're listening to this, being like, oh, well, let me do a $3, $5, $10 tier good idea. It's worked for Amelia. It's worked for her readers. But I think that, you know, that is something that really does require research. But I also think, you know, there is a general range, right? Like $20, $30 a month could work for certain readerships. But for a lot of readerships, if that's just like access to your content, and you're trying to bring in more of a wider swap of your readership. To me, that sounds like that might be high. But there is a big difference between charging an average of three dollars versus five dollars a month to an author. That's a difference in income. If you can convert the same amount of people, you know, you will make almost double the money. Which so that's that's difficult. But one one thing we will be doing with our platform, which I'll just say is called Ream, is we want to be releasing like transparent pricing data, meaning we're going to be running studies on what's working on our platform and releasing it to the public completely for free. And you could use that for any platform you use and Hopefully you choose to be with us because it's kind of a black box. We don't really know what works for authors because it's a newer thing, but I'm so happy to hear that like, you know, three and $5, like that's not insignificant. Like you said, um, you know, you, to make $60 in a year from a reader, you'd have to sell roughly $90, $95 worth of books on Amazon to them, which unless you're charging $9.99 for an ebook, yeah. you're writing like 20 books a year to make that. Whew. You know, that's, that's a lot. So and never mind yeah. if you're in Kindle Unlimited, right? If you're in Kindle Unlimited, like that's going to be even more difficult based on what the average novel length is, you know? Um, so I can see how the math works out and I can see how it's been a great thing for your readers. Um, I, I know people are probably listening to this being like, well, really though, like how do you get readers on there? And there's so much that we'll dive into in, in future podcasts. I don't want you to think like this is, this is it. But I do want to ask, a question I think really hits home at that, which is how did you brand yourself in a way that kind of readers know what to expect so that, you know, they're coming back and they're paying and they're buying into something like they obviously love you, but they love what you, they show you show of them, which is your stories. But how are you thinking about that branding and world building so that people come in and are like, Hey, I want to support you. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, so my whole brand that I've built from the very start under this pen name is like really tons of spice really quickly in a book. Um, and so steamy romance is like hot right now. 
Um, I, I think everyone loves it. Um, that reads romance, or, or, or a lot of people. Um, and it, it's, pr it's fairly steady um, throughout like the years of like those kind of books selling. Um, so I, I think like, I mostly branded myself through Wattpad. Um, and obviously that's, it, it, it was difficult um, to start because like, when everyone thinks of Wattpad, they think of like, oh, like just a younger generation, like people in high school just only read on Wattpad. Um, but that's not true. Um, there's tons of people who are reading on Wattpad that are like 20, um, 30, 40, and much older as well, um, who, who are looking for those kind of books. And pretty much like every single book I write or every short story I write has tons of like smut in it basically. Um, so I built my whole brand around like steamy, steamy romance. I, I think, I hope that answers your question. But no, I think it really does because it gives, you know, readers an expectation of what they're coming back to. And I think on this point, a really interesting talk to listen to, it's on the actually 20 books to 50 K, um, YouTube channel, which I recommend is MD Cooper's chat at like the last conference in Vegas, which would have been 2021's Vegas conference. It's incredible. And a lot of her talk is about marketing and brand. It's like the self-publishing, like ultimate crash course. It's one of the best talks I've ever, ever heard about this space. And one of the things she talks about is finding your meta story. And I found that to be so eye-opening for me as an author because you know for you you kind of have this more defined i'll call it emotional high that you're giving your readers each time they enter their book and for a lot of other authors it's a bit more difficult to actually understand like mechanically what that is because you you have it mechanically like you're you're bringing two characters together and having them you know connect in all sorts of you know entertaining exciting ways right and and that's great that's very difficult to do in a, in a tasteful way in a way that people want to come back and, and read for more which is why people are rewarding you the way they are but for me i write speculative thrillers um and i like to say sci-fi thrillers because it sounds more genre but really i write speculative thrillers which are anything about the future usually involving technology it's a little bit more difficult for me to go like well this is the moment they're really like you know it's this gun scene that i'm known for like come on right no that's not exactly how it works but she made me really think about, well, what emotional feeling am I giving someone as they're reading my book? And ultimately, that word is hope. And for me, it's like the little guy battling against the elites, which for some people who aren't as in a defined genre um, and maybe don't write something as like, that doesn't feel as obvious at the surface as like, oh, well, of course, Amelia knows hers because she writes to me romance. You might be think, sitting there thinking that and totally understand. But I think that Ma Mal Cooper's branding talk about meta story will convince you that if you're not already thinking about this and have it nailed down like Amelia does, maybe it's a little bit more difficult for you because of what you write, figure it out because it'll, it'll change everything for you no matter where you write. So I'm really glad you figured that out. And I think it's really been great for you. And on that point, you know, once you bring people in, once they're there, the most important thing we've used, it, it's like a buzzword at this point, but I don't know if anyone is quite sure what it means, which is building community. What is like a reader community to you? Like, what does that mean when you hear that word? And how have you cultivated yours? Yeah, so I think um, on Amazon and like wide retailers like Barnes & Noble, Kobo, 
it's really, really hard to foster a community with your readers. Like you, yeah. at the end of the books, your books you might like ask people to to go onto your um, Facebook groups or whatever. Um, but it's really hard to like get people to start talking about your book within your book. Um, and I think Wattpad does a really awesome job with this because they allow like inline commenting and people can like give real time reactions to your work and your stories. Um, so yeah, so when I, when I do community building on Patreon specifically, um, I love to like leave author notes at the end of my chapters um, and basically say like, hey, what did you think of this? Like, what do you think is going to happen next? Um, what happened? Do you think like this person's going to die? Like who, who, uh, who did this thing? Um, and people love commenting and just like giving me their theories of like what, what's going to happen. Um, and so that is really cool. And not only that, a lot of times I use my subscription platform for more than just um, asking my fans what they think of specific stories or whatever. I'll ask them like which story I should write next. Um, and like I said before, I do like little snippets that are like a thousand words every week. And when I'm ready to write a new story, I'll basically pull all of my people on Patreon um, and supporters on Patreon and be like, all mm -hmm. right, which story do you guys want to see next? Like, are you like craving right now as a romance reader um and usually like that story is going to do well in the market once i like publish it on amazon um so it's just like getting all this little feedback and having readers really come along on the journey with me of publishing that cool. that is really sounds magical and the way that you describe it too it's like yeah <laughs> this is something that we're all doing as authors you know like we go through this process in our heads and a lot of us already do share it on our newsletters but you kind of have this intentionality and home with it and a place in which like people are responding in real time that that just it makes it instead of a one-to-one -one experience a one to not many experience because that sounds like you know too much like we're scaling and look at that but one to everyone like we're all in it together and that is something beautiful that, you know, as an author, we, a lot of us have Facebook groups. A lot of us have things like that. So I think this is all insights we can take and plug into what we're doing. And if you're thinking about, you know, running a subscription model for your business, I encourage you to reach out to me, reach out to Amelia, reach out to the Facebook group that we have linked in the comments, because it's something that could really benefit you. And for Amelia, someone who's very successful in her own right on Amazon and Radish alone, you know, this is something that's able to still become the lion's share of her income, which I think is a sign that authors, if they do it right and know how to build their community, know how to bring people on here, and it's probably something most successful authors are already doing, it can be a really awesome opportunity and something that is less income that you're dependent on from one source, which to me sounds more like creative freedom, which I love. So I want to thank you so much today for sharing with you some of your insights. I wish we could talk longer. Like this is just, we're just scraping the surface here, but I know if we go on for another hour, 
we're gonna like only overwhelm people more. Like if you're in the car, I'm sorry. Like I hope you didn't stop driving to take notes. It's dangerous. But if you're at home and able to take notes, I hope you took some good notes. And just to cap this podcast off, for like this is our first time, so we're just seeing how this goes. We're gonna do a little life writer update. And feel free to leave because all of the educational value mostly is probably gone now. But I hope you stick around because I think following our journeys and seeing how we're operating our own business might be super interesting. So we'll just try asking this one question to each other to end off the podcast each time. And maybe it'll evolve over time. So we'll see. But Amelia, I'll ask you, how's your writing been lately? Oh, my writing's been good. Um, Today was hard to get into it uh, to do my update for tomorrow, Um, but it's good. I have a whole series coming out this summer I'm really excited for called Redwood Academy. It's steamy high school, bad boy bully romance, basically. Um, So I'm really excited. I'm working a lot on that, and I'm doing some monster romances on the side, which are pretty cool. Um... What about you? I, I know you're... <laughs> I'm not in a not in a familiar environment, so I put my hand down on the table, which is always what I do, like put my hand down on my desk, and the table turned because I'm in a hotel. Um, and on the writing point, I was just recently at the 20 Books Shrine Tour Oxford and Cardiff Dinner. I'm trying to remember the other cities I was at. And it was incredible um talk with actually craig martell and he got me just very like grounded in the sci-fi thriller space because he writes kind of mesh of sci-fi too um very similar in terms of our books and i obviously like look up to him a lot in terms of just not only what he's accomplished as an author but who he is as a person and the reason why i'm out here is because i'm actually on the way to going to 20 books madrid so um if none of you all know about 20 books like i should recommend joining the Facebook group, 20 books, 50 K. It's a great community for authors. And there's a lot of people in there now. Um, so definitely like, there's probably a lot of stuff there for you, but if it's overwhelming, totally get it too. Um, I think this is a good time to end it here. Um, thank you so much everyone for listening. I hope you had a great time. Please give us feedback. If you like this, if you don't, anything we can provide value to, we want you to have a great time and we'll see you next time on the subscriptions for authors podcast. Bye.